welcome to the Buckets and Tea NBA podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Niker. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Our music is brought to you by Tanika Charles, courtesy of Record Kicks. Her album Soul Run and The Gumption are available now on all streaming platforms. Joining me today is co-host of the Below the Hardwood podcast, host of the great Canadian baking show, and frankly, Canadian style icon. It's Alan <laughs> Shane Lewis. Hey, thank you. Canadian style icon. Thank you. I didn't, I didn't know. I'll take it. <laughs> you know, we got it. We just, you, you got to put it out into the world, right? Like, yeah. like they said on Wayne's world, if you book it, they will come. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying that to people. And they're like, yeah, you know what? I, I agree. There it is. Thank you. I'm going to use that. <laughs> you know, this randomly brought up a childhood memory of mine. Like I used to say cool a lot when I was like maybe 10 years old. And I said it so much in like wrote it in my notebook so much that people just started associating me with the word cool and then I kind of became cool like just a little yeah and it like kind of it worked it really worked <laughs> anyway that's so stupid everyone like anyone <laughs> listening from elementary is like happening you were never cool so this I, but then you're cool now so then uh, you weren't cool back then no I don't think so no I wasn't uncool but I wasn't like cool you know what I yeah. mean yeah. Yeah. I kind of floated somewhere in the middle, I'd say. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't have like, I wasn't with the popular, like, I don't think, I don't know. There were like, I don't know, there were different like clicks. I was very clicky at my school. And I was just like, mm. I'm cool with like a lot of clicks, but I didn't have like my own clicks. So I'd just be like kind of floating about. I'm like, it's Alan. Oh, yeah. It's Alan, yeah. you know? So that's uh, how I feel in comedy now. Mm, yeah. Like, I don't have any comedy clicks, but I float around. Yeah. You're just like, oh. There's Catherine. Oh, there's Catherine. It's like, you know, I'm just here. I'm just here to hang. <laughs> You're the yeah. Lou Williams of the comedy clicks. You're just like, wow. just about a team. I'll get the points. I'll get the buckets. You know, you don't really have like a, a, a set specific uh, a, a Lou Williams moment, but it's like, you know what? Lou Williams always there. Always there. Always up. there. Always the sixth man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. Um, yeah. With the wings. That, um, <laughs> that, um, that strip club i i tweeted about them and they replied to me yeah yeah and they were like you gotta come <laughs> isn't that hilarious yeah like they're so on top of their twitter that anytime they're mentioned they reply like, they're like really big on like audience engagement and i felt so honored because i'm like this is like a prestigious strip club. <laughs> like, this isn't just like any strip club this is like probably one of the best in america like talking yeah. to me yeah i was very flattered i was like wow i'm gonna have to make an appearance one day i was gonna the say, only yeah. reason i have to go to atlanta really yeah you're gonna go now if you're in atlanta i mean yeah if i'm in atlanta yeah i have to go okay. i have to save my coins probably it's probably very expensive but you just get like the, the dollars i feel like that's something we miss out here on canadian strip clubs because they only we, we don't do that right we don't we don't throw loonies or no i don't think so <laughs> just, just bunch of coins just on the stage <laughs> yeah yeah um i mean i wouldn't know but i've never seen loonies being passed around in my just few times I, what i've seen the five here and there but i don't think i've seen yeah no no one's doing loonies fives like you go up like on stage and they're like Aah! and they hand it but my, yeah. my, my my early days of going to those places mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know how we're really missing out as, as comedians is like drag queens. I don't know if you've ever seen like a live drag queen show, but like they get tipped. 
throughout mm. the show and people are passing money at them throughout their entire set and it's like we would make so much money if that was a thing in stand-up <laughs> comedy like people just like like I walk around the room as I do the jokes and people just pass me money every time they laugh. I mean, oh, I so would good. make way more money than I do now. I would just be like telling a joke and like I'd stop at the punchline. I'm like, put some money in this hat or else I ain't finishing the joke. Like I just like hold the joke <laughs> hostage. <laughs> like, we and people all would, they'd be like, yes, give it to me. <laughs> give me the punchline. Like, <laughs> let's do it, baby. Yeah, let's revolutionize. Oh my God. You ready? Let's do it. Let's revolutionize it. It's <laughs> post pandemic we're gonna need to if there's any stand-up comedy left at all um yeah anyway <laughs> back to basketball um <laughs> oh yeah we're doing a podcast um it's been uh yeah i don't know that was probably more entertaining than all of these games no it, it's been quite the playoffs like i've really enjoyed it i've been pretty entertained i have like a general note before we get into like each series is that there's been a real change of the guard you know yeah. and like when i watched that lakers warriors uh play in game i really enjoyed it but i realized i really enjoyed it not just because it was a good game but like I just felt like myself again. It just felt like everything was right in the world again to see those two <laughs> compete against each other. And now we're looking at a semifinals where nobody has like, well, in the West, no one's won a championship before. And in the East, nobody's won. Like I think Philly won in the eighties and yeah. maybe the Hawks won one like way, way back, like maybe yeah. in like the fifties or sixties. So it's like this change of the guard, which is nice. Like I think basketball is at its best when you just don't know who's going to win, but I am like, I feel old now. Yeah. There it's, it's been something that like been creeping in my mind for like a long time, just like watching all the players who were born the same years as me or the same ages, same year, same year as me, uh, just have just like, <laughs> being called like washed or whatever i'm like oh no oh, oh no i'm like i'm old mm -hmm. i'm an old person i'm i'm watching down and watching kids play this sport and uh yeah to your point yeah the changing of the guards it was yeah that watching that um that lakers um warriors game it really did feel like a send-off of like a, a, a snl cast member like the last episode just before they <laughs> don't go on anymore because like it was like the last hurrah yeah. like curry and lebron to kind of like you know show off because like, we're not going to be seeing them again so, yeah, but I think, yeah, we're in good hands, you know, watching the Hawks play is really exciting. Uh, I think Luca is going to be great going down the stretch, and I just hope he and, you know, Dame can try to figure out a way to, to partner up. But uh, it's it's exciting, mm. and I think, uh, yeah, the, I think the league's in good hands, even though I think a lot of people are like, oh, uh, the Europeans the face of the league. I'm like, who cares? Like, I think that's the way to kind of grow this game, because I think when it comes down mm -hmm. to, like, the NBA versus, like, an EPL or even a – uh, I don't know any other league I feel like the NBA just feels uh, for me personally it just feels kind of international in that sense that like this league is the main league but it's like it's it's all the best players come to this league that's just, this is where everyone kind of goes like when you have like EPL some players go to the EPL but some players go to like to, to, to like Spain or France or Italy so I feel like I don't know I like I like the way the NBA kind of runs things like with this and and how open the doors and NBA Africa coming up next so it's great mm-hmm mm -hmm. yeah. 
I agree. Like the league is definitely in a good place. And, you know, like I felt this way like a decade ago. I was like, oh, I feel old. Like it's all these like new teams and new people and blah, blah, blah. But then like that young OKC team was on the rise, which I probably talk about way too much, but I really fell in love with that team so hard. And then I was like, oh yeah, basketball's amazing. Still, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) I think it was like Kobe getting old that made me feel old before and now it's like oh like lebron getting old makes me feel old except i'm actually the same age as lebron so that's like like even worse a bit (laughs) for me like lebron was like that last person that i was like you know uh just like junior high high school being like that's my dude that's my dude i'm riding with this dude i'm following this dude's Mm -hmm. career like this is my guy and like you know because i've had like the penny hardaways the the iversons beforehand so like now i'm like mm-hmm. oh lebron's out of the league now or you know on his way out i'm like okay well who's my next guy I'm like do i do that do people who kind of watch younger kids play kind of have this kind of player that they kind of like look up to even though they're younger than them like what's the next kind of step for me so i'm like i think it's the Devin booker thing i've been pushing Devin booker oh uh, really yeah the the um the what's it called the the book of Devin booker for the past couple of years and i keep telling people that he's better than donovan mitchell that 70 point game wasn't a fluke d wade himself chose him as the next type of flash person he's kind of got that mama mentality part of him so i'm like i think i might be riding with Devin booker going forward I think oh that's, that's I so like, interesting like I'm, i want i want success for him well, I think to your first point, I think people do pick a new player. I think yeah. that's like pretty normal. But then I think like there's always that generation that like does everything they can to like preserve the legacy of somebody like like I mean, of course, like there's Jordan stands and they're always like, no, you don't understand. Jordan's always the greatest, always the greatest. And like, obviously, like that's pretty true. But then there's other players, too, that I think are interesting, like like Allen Iverson, like people mm. are passionate about preserving that guy's legacy. And I don't disagree with it at all. Like he deserves like a legacy because he was very yeah. impactful. But like, yeah, like even though like he never won a chip or anything, people are like very passionate. Like, no, Allen Iverson's important and you need to know why he's important. So yeah. I feel like it'll be the same with LeBron. Like we'll get older and we'll be like, you don't fucking know kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, LeBron has like the the um the 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 medals and the awards to kind of back it up. You can just show them the yeah. Wikipedia page. I, Iverson does have that to an, like to an extent, like of certain things. But I, I've noticed this like younger generation just not even give love to Iverson like whatsoever. I'm like Kyrie versus Iverson. I'm like no 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 no. no. Kyrie's great. Don't get me wrong. Kyrie's great, an amazing player. But like Iverson was Iverson, and I I, I like the word mm. verbiage I found on some place like pound for pound goat. I was like ooh I like that. That's a, <laughs> it's a pound for way. pound goat. Yeah, I was like, all right, sure. You know, this this the 5'11 kind of small guard kind of changing the entire optics of what it means to be a point guard, shooting guard, that scoring uh, first mentality and going into the key and just like all that different stuff. So I'm, I'm happy that like that part can preserve his legacy by just saying that, because I don't think you can say Iverson was the greatest of all time. I don't think he had the opportunities to kind of uh, achieve some of the things that kind of other players have had years, uh, the years over, but there was something about him that just was very special and inspired a whole bunch of people and it like revolutionized the game and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you got to pay homage sometimes. And I think that's great. Like I have, I, like the reason I have uh, pierced ears and tattoos is 100% because of Iverson. If I had hair, I'd have my braids too as well, like I had before, but it was all because <laughs> of Iverson's kind of influence. So yeah. I had a, I had a two week phase when I was 15 where I got my friends to put, to braid my hair into cornrows. <laughs> and that's because of Iverson. <laughs> 
telling you, the man, it's just like it, you made it look so cool. The sleeves, yeah, roller he, and sleeves, yeah, dude, yeah, like, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was not great. It would, I'm glad there's no photos of it. Say, well. there photos? There's no photos, there's no photos, <laughs> but it, it did happen, and I didn't know any better. <laughs> I just really loved Iverson. Also, too late, there was that Madonna video where she had it too which is also not it doesn't age well but i'm just saying yeah there were a lot of there's a lot of corners happening um (laughs) patterns are just straight back i want to know no just straight back just straight straight back back. okay yeah yeah and my hair was shorter so it like it ended at my neck like at the perfect length it didn't like continue on like all the way down there yeah no no um wow it would have been crazy if i had a photo of that i also had like a like a leopard like coat yeah in high school that's what i looked like leopard coat and braids you're like yeah looking like a showtime boxer like ready to go (laughs) just like dog king right beside you just i looked i looked like a boxer's agent you know (laughs) (laughs) just counting money i'm like yeah he's here to fight why not (laughs) just counting money in the corner for sure not even a boxer's girlfriend but a boxer's agent (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. he's good he's good yeah Yeah, you got cte but he's fine he's fine come on come on i'm trying to make some money out here just yeah, yeah, yeah i'm good <laughs> oh my god yeah i just had to note the change of the guard because for me that's like one of the the more compelling things that's happening right now outside the games themselves but uh let's start with the east and and work our way west because i think the west is like a lot more exciting and intriguing um so philly took down washington predictably i actually picked wizards in five I I just knew that somehow they would just get a game. I didn't know Embiid would get injured. Like after like they started, I was like, oh, this is going to be a sweep. I can't believe I picked them to win one game. I'm like, Westbrook and Bradley Beal will go off for 50 each and still lose somehow. <laughs> like that's just <laughs> who they are. But um, so that happens. And then we had game one against the Hawks. Um, I mean, I'm not going to talk about the Wizard series. It's kind of boring and it's kind of done. But um, maybe we should talk a bit about the Hawks beating the Knicks because that was, I mean, I talked a little bit about it in the last episode, but that was absolutely extraordinary. I did not pick Hawks in five at all. I picked Knicks in seven, actually. I was so impressed. Um, What do you think of this Hawks team? Yeah, um, beginning of the season, I was like, yo, this is a fun team to watch. This is going to be my league pass team. They are enjoyable to watch. I didn't actually mm-hmm. understand how good they were until the playoffs. I'll be honest. I kind of like fell back from like kind of watching the games, especially the last couple uh, ends of the season. Like, um, so mm-hmm. I really didn't get to see a lot of the Nate McBill and stuff, but just seeing uh, um, good floor spacing, uh, players know their positions. They know their roles. Uh, also defensively, uh, shout out to Clay because mm-hmm. he locked down um julius randall i think julius randall you know was 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 on a tear this season you know most improved player whatnot but uh being able to just play so vertically and just keep him out of there and just make sure that all his close back or close uh field goal attempts were just like no you're gonna have a hand in your face you're gonna be contested so made him shoot like a crazy low field goal percentage so yeah they're just a very impressive team and it's like i feel happy for nate mcmillan finally he can like uh flourish Mm -hmm. uh in an eastern conference without lebron just like there to just like smack him right out like so it's good for him that he got an opportunity with that, that team and also Trey Young's a killer Trey Young's an absolute he looks like an evil Muppet but he's an absolute killer I'm very excited for Trey Young 
I love I'm, I'm, I'm a Trey Young stand now. I, I'm a huge Trey Young fan and I've been a fan of his for a while, but I hesitated to express my unbridled joy for him because people hate that guy. And mm. I'm like, why do people hate Trey Young? Like it just weirds me out that people hate him so much. And every time I ask that question, they always bring up his looks. It's so funny to me. Like people just don't like the way this guy looks. And then even like the New York crowds, like chanting, like he's going bald. And it's like, you have literal bald people in yeah. New York Tom making Gibson's fun of right Trey there. Young for going bald. Yeah. Josh Gibson's right there. I'm like, there's so many bald basketball. Jordan's bald. Like, what yeah. are you, what are you talking about? Like, it just, it didn't make any sense. And it was so good to see New York lose because I okay, I hate the New York Knicks fan base <laughs> because I hate how entitled they yeah. feel to winning because they're in New York. It is so obnoxious. Like the way they celebrated after that game two win, I'm like, you won one game. Yeah, you tied the one series. game in the first <laughs> round. Yeah. And you're parading on the streets like, oh my God. Like it's just nuts. Yeah, there, there is like a huge entitlement thing. And the reason why I think I care less about like Nick fan fandom is because it's so just like, it's not, it's not like, it, like they're not a good team and they won't win for a very long time. So for me, it's like, oh, like, let them, <laughs> let them have this. Let them, they, they need this. They, 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 they're going they through this. a lot right now. It's like, it was like a 60 year drought. Like, it's like a, it's kind of like a leaf fan. It's like this, this blinded kind of like, we can do it. Cause we're like the team. I'm like, are you? It's not the seventies. Yeah. Kind of shifted yeah. away from that. The spotlight's kind of getting different places. So um, I was happy for them for just to be like, to have a good team. I was like, all right, you know what? It's been a bad, it's been a bad couple of years for you guys. Have a good team. But I definitely see that when they're just like, oh, and like fans spitting on players. I'm like the level of entitlement oh. to spit on Trey Young over 50 Cent and Julianne Moore. That is crazy. You see 50 Cent and Julianne Moore in front of you and you spit <laughs> onto Trey Young. I'm like that person went through all the like the, the the math in their head and thought this was a good idea. So like that, that in itself is like, that's a crazy fan. Fans are going crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I haven't talked enough about just like the the fans in, in the crowds just going nuts and just being absolutely horrible. Yeah. But that one was maybe the like, well, I mean, only because Kyrie didn't get hit by that water bottle. But really, like, I mean, to spit on someone during a pandemic, like, yeah. is so... I mean, to spit on anybody ever, but to spit on somebody during a pandemic is like, oh my God, like you just have no regard for mm -hmm. anyone yeah. or anything. There was like a really funny video that went viral. I don't know if you saw of just like the New York fans just going fucking crazy and being drunk and stuff. And this one guy, it made me laugh so much. He was like, Trey Young looks like my dad's dick. And then he's like, I've never seen my dad's dick, but- He's he sucks like it's just like what the fuck? It's like you're just full of them like just stupidity and emotion. You're just like just mixing together and not like what are you seeing? Like you just the biggest cell phone within an O like it's just so weird. Oh my goodness. I yeah. just imagine his dad watching. Just like, <laughs> like just catching strays. Like, why? Why did you invoke me in this entire matter? Yeah. Into the yeah. national stage.
Yeah, but anyway, I'm a Trey Young stand as well. Um, this Philly game was pretty good, although the Hawks made so many mistakes towards the end, it was like kind of alarming. Yeah. I mean, they managed to hang on for the win, but they blew, I think, a 20 point lead. Who do you who do you have in this series? Um I was gonna say like uh, before before this game, if, if you didn't tell me like because with Embiid and his knee meniscus tear, I was like, mm. there's no way he can still be the same guy. But he still got to line, but like 14 times, 12 times that game, put 39 points. I'm like, so Embiid's a factor, and Clint Capella couldn't do anything, could put no clamps to it, and they have no um, answer for him down low. So I'm like, so that's gonna be a huge thing. Um, it's a hard one. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I wanna I wanna just be like completely gassed on these Hawks and be like, this Hawks team is real. They're, you know, they, they they might go to the to the um Eastern Eastern uh, Finals. So I'm gonna say the Hawks. I'm gonna say the Ooh. Hawks just because of the amount of three point shooting that they have, um, and the amount of three point shooting that the the uh, Philly has. I don't think they have an answer for that. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Danny Green. Danny Green needs to be a lot better. Uh, Matisse Thibel needs to be a lot better and Tobias Harris needs to be a lot better. So those kind of factors need to happen. But for the Hawks, Lou Williams had a horrible game. So it's like, it was just literally the starting lineup. And DeAndre Hunter was also missing too as well. He had Solomon Hill out there getting those minutes. So I'm like, mm-hmm. add that mm-hmm. into that. I think the Hawks can probably take them in maybe like five, no, six. I'm going to say six. I mean, I'll say this. If the Hawks win, it'll be impressive. And if the 76ers win I think it might be the least impressive journey to the Eastern Conference Finals of all time mm-hmm. yeah you know what I mean like compared to like what every other team has had to face this is nothing yeah I don't know it's team. very un- it's very unimpressive to yeah me. it's it's not like they slay dragons in order to get to like the top of the castle it's just like they're like these are the things you're supposed to be doing you should be you shouldn't you should handle this the team that you guys have if you don't make it to this part that means you're underperforming and I think that I, I think the Hawk or the, uh, the Philly is a better team, but I think they're underperforming when it comes to playing these last couple of games. And I think the rest of the team needs to step up. The others. Yeah, I mean, I'm rooting for the Hawks, but I'm tempted to still pick the Sixers because I just think they're going to make defensive adjustments. And if the Hawks have a cold night, then I think it's 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 done. Um but we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm at least happy that the series is interesting. Like it's, I'm very pro like abolish the conferences. So it's not mm. often that the Eastern conference is interesting, but it is. And so, or at least it is right now. It could very easily not be as we're about to talk about this next series. Cause uh, the nets versus the bucks, I thought would be more challenging in game one than it was. And I'm worried this might be a sweep. It, it honestly potentially might be like you lose James Harden in the beginning of the game and you still handily or hand hand that team, you know, like a, a loss that easily. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, I think Dante DiVincenzo adds a lot to the team, to be honest. I think, you know, yeah, losing that type of player and seeing Pat Connaughton kind of have those minutes mm-hmm. and kind of run with those players. Dante is athletic. And he also can shoot. Pat Connaughton can shoot as well. And he is athletic, but there's something about having that one, two with those two guys that kind of, um, gave this the 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 um, the the Bucks some legitimate legitimacy sometimes because Brent Forbes you can't really count on him. Brent Forbes is uh, a 
uh, an absolute sniper, an absolute sniper when he's on target. But if he's on in his game, he's not going to give you that type of effort. Dante DiVincenzo has a type of effort. He's got that like college uh, championship pedigree where it's like, I'm a full court press. I'm going to do all these different things and like, you know, bug players and get one, get one sneaky steal and start something and like um, give inspiring points. That's the, and that was the biggest problem that I saw with it. Like um, with the, with the Bucks was, um, Giannis's points he had a lot of points he had like what 34 or something like that but they're very uninspiring points they weren't like uh, I'm gonna <laughs> switch the, the momentum of the game they're not I'm not it wasn't like oh we're, we just went down five I'm gonna hit a three right now and like get our team back and it was just like all right I'll get these here and there and it was very quiet and sneaky like I feel like Brooke Lopez and Drew Holiday gave more of those points. Those, those like, all right, our mm-hmm. team needs a bucket. Let's mm-hmm. do this kind of rallying kind of bucket. So Giannis needs to step up in that in that, in that series. But um, yeah, just the way that Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving are cooking right now, that's like a 5-4 game series for them. Easy. Yeah. And, and Blake Griffin was really impressive as well. Yes. And yes. I just... Yeah, like he's been great. I just like I I've picked Brooklyn to win the whole thing, and I didn't pick that them at the very beginning of the season. But at the very beginning of the season, they didn't have James Harden yet, and they didn't have Blake Griffin, and we didn't know Blake Griffin would be this good. So it's like, well, obviously, if I had that intel at the beginning of the year, I would have picked the Nets, like no doubt. Like I just don't see any of these teams passing them because, like we said, like even without Harden, this game was a blowout. And the Bucks are really damn good. So, yeah, I'm worried. Like, I picked this series initially um, in six, but I'm like, oh. Like, it's just sad for the Milwaukee fan base if this yeah. is a sweep. Like, it's just sad for them. Yeah, especially after, like, sweeping that last one. So it's like, yeah, momentum, we got this. And I was like, no, no, you don't. Um, <laughs> you, you just don't. Yeah, you um, had a yeah. brief few days of celebrating in the parking lot. And now it's <laughs> hey, she says, I remember somebody trying to like trash Toronto about like, I don't know, I was like, rather be like in Milwaukee than Toronto. I'm like, why? Why would you want to do that? Why would you <laughs> like, like, use this? Like, I, if you knew better, you do better. I understand that. But like, I don't know. Um, I know. I, I think as a Raptor fan too, especially when like the Raptors aren't in this, like this playoffs, it's easier to kind of watch these games and kind of enjoy them for what they are. And yes, um, major. No, like the stress has kind of gone from all that. So it's, it's been kind of uh, uh, like fun to watch all the teams that kind of like spurn the Raptors kind of like struggle in some areas, you know, like, not, like I, I want success for Giannis, but I'm like, you shouldn't have chosen the Raptors. So it's like, it's kind of that kind Ooh. of bringing yeah. back to that kind of point there too. And also like, you know, uh, what, who else um, am I uh, waiting for the downfall? Just any team that didn't trade for Kyle Lowry, you know, like the Lakers mm-hmm. should have done that. Clippers, even though they have the success right now, uh, who else? There's like another team. I, I can't remember. Uh, yeah. But yeah, just, just, just kind of seeing these kind of different things. And the, heat. The, the heat. Yeah, the, the heat. That's that what was it was. In the, yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah, having these opportunities. So it, it's, it, that's kind of like the new game for me to kind of watch these kind of series and uh, root, like my, 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 my rooting patterns have, uh, are based on that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no i i mean i love it and like i was also rooting for for portland and memphis because of that because mm-hmm. they had former raptors and it's like i'm rooting for them yeah. um but let's talk about the lakers a bit because obviously like they went out against the phoenix suns hey, this is my personal take on this because there's been a you know of course there's a lot of takes because a lot of people are like no no you don't understand like the suns won this series injuries are not I'm not like they did very well. I'm not a hundred percent convinced that they would have beat them if they were fully healthy. I, I think it would have gone to seven games, but I think the thing that people aren't talking about enough is that once Anthony Davis went down, that team gave up. 
that team gave up. And I feel like the Lakers should be taking more shit for that. And they're not. Well, I, I think it's, I don't know. I'm just going to call, I don't think it's Frank Vogel's fault. I think this entire mess was his fault. He had so many good pieces this entire season. Like, and I understand injuries do happen, but you also have to have contingency plans and you have to like embolden certain players and define roles and figure out different things for different people. Montrezl Harrell didn't get opportunities the, uh, the late half of the season. So he didn't know what, what to do. So when it came down to his, him being called up for to do anything, he didn't know what to do. Cause he didn't know what, he hadn't had any opportunities to do that. You sit, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Marcus Gasol from the majority of things. I understand that Marcus Gasol cannot guard the pick and roll. I understand that, but you still have to implement him within the offense to kind of figure out what his defined role is. Andre Drummond has photos of, of, of Frank Vogel or Rob Palinka somewhere because this boy has way too many damn minutes. He is just like, <laughs> there is some type of blackmail to keep that guy on the court because it makes absolutely no sense why he gets as many minutes as he does because he just clogs the lane the ever loving lane. And there's no way for LeBron at this age in his career to drive into that key and score buckets with that guy on the court. And Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis was playing way too perimeter. Didn't figure that out. So there's all these things. I'm like, Oh, these are all these problems. But like, what are these problems kind of have in common? I'm like, Oh, coaching. And and that's where I kind of came out from this. And like, yeah, team quitting on themselves and not understanding that, like, you know, if you keep playing, shoot, shoot yourself out of a hole. Like KCP gave up after that one shot where he like, you know, LeBron passed him and he passed up to somebody else and he didn't shoot. Like we haven't seen uh, KCP since like Wesley Matthews was getting minutes, And also Wesley Matthews now is putting, being forced into the starter role that he didn't get an opportunity to get it, like play around with. So and there was way too much uh, late term uh, experimenting with Frank Vogel on Frank Vogel's side. So yeah, he got out coached by Monty Williams. I think Monty Williams uh, put the floor uh, or the pedal to the metal at the beginning of the series had to find roles for everybody, even though Chris Paul went down, Cameron Payne stepped up because Cameron Payne knows exactly what his uh, his position is and his role on the team. His role, He's yeah. Instant buckets off the off the on the on the, the second unit or third unit, you know. So, uh, shout out to the Suns to Suns, and I'm sorry for Suns fans that don't get the love that they should be getting because everyone's just shitting on the Lakers and like LeBron, and no one's kind of like gassing up the Suns. But I'm here to say it: gas up the Suns. That team is that team is great. You know, they weren't second. They weren't second in the West by accident. That, that happened mm-hmm, because of mm-hmm. like good planning and playing and it's an extension of that those eight straight games they won in the bubble from last season so I'm happy for them I, I completely agree and I think like just adding to your point about Vogel like they had a good chunk of the regular season without Anthony Davis and LeBron and they weren't interested in winning like the whole mentality was just we need we just need to wait for them to come back we just need to wait for them to get healthy you know they fall into the play-in and this that and the other and it's like you should have spent that time teaching that group how to win without them yeah and like getting them in these roles because like had they done that they could have potentially either kept winning or at least been in those games. Mm-hmm. I mean, those games are blowouts and it's like, it shouldn't have been that way. And so that's why I'm like, yes, the Suns are great, but I feel like the, the Lakers did themselves in to a point as well. And, and so it's just like, I don't know. It was really frustrating because I feel like, you know, at this, like you said, at this stage of LeBron's career, I mean, this is just a waste of time. This is a waste mm-hmm. of time. I mean, he's going to be turning 37 in December. Like, you don't have a lot of time left. Yeah. So but, I, I also feel like with the, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say like, yeah, like he's probably got like two more hurrahs left in him, like two more campaigns. Yeah, like two more full seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just feel like when they made the trade for Anthony Davis, like 
you know, obviously they gave up a lot and I'm not saying you don't make that trade, but it's like every move they've made since I don't feel equaled the level of depth that you need typically for a championship team that's going to be at it year after year after year. Yeah. No, I think they uh, saw the success of what happened last season and try to be like, oh, we got it. If Anthony Davis is locked in, we're fine. But Anthony Davis is not always locked in, and you need to figure out different ways to get him locked in or, you know, use somebody else to score buckets to help to help your kind of run your offense. And that was Rajon Rondo last, e- last season. He kind of ran the offense when LeBron was off the court, and it kind of helped the con- like the continuation of the momentum going on when LeBron wasn't on there because LeBron goes like that, that, that kind of downhill kind of motion where he plays off a of pick and roll, kicks at somebody, three-point shot. Rondo can do the same thing. He can get into those sneaky areas, get those quick layups and whatnot. And Dennis Schroeder didn't do it. Dennis Schroeder gave up. Dennis Schroeder got beat. Dennis Schroeder got beat by everybody that was in front of him. He played Mm -hmm. like there was one game. I think he he was okay when he was driving, but for the most part of that series, it was just kind of embarrassing to kind of watch. Yeah. And he has all this weird contract stuff coming up because apparently he turned down like a 80 million for four years or whatever contract because he thinks he's a hundred million guy but i don't think he's proven that so i I don't know like everybody's like oh it's so crucial for the lakers to keep him and it's like of course you don't want somebody to walk but i don't know like yeah uh, yeah i agree with the whole kyle lowry thing like i I know we're biased but really when you think about age and health and the timeline of this it would have made sense for those two to be together oh yeah imagine kyle lowry those those games were like oh the lakers are uh, kind of losing that momentum who who do you know can take the ball right off from an inbound and just shoot a three a very mm-hmm. deadly specific three that can just go oh just shut off the faucet just close out that kind of energy and like bring your team and rally them on and defensively too defensively mm-hmm. that would have been great you, you get Kyle Lowry right there maybe two or three charges in a game right there that's a four point swing right there here and there so it was kind of silly mm-hmm. it was kind of silly to be like Taylor Horton Tucker was the reason the guy who you didn't even play that much this series the reason why you can't do that. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, Palinka made some great decisions before, but this was a, this was a bad one for sure. Or a missed opportunity. Yeah, I agree. I predicted that the winner of this series would make it to the finals. Do you, are you that big of a believer in the sense? Yes, they can. They can. Yeah. I think, um, Chris Paul's health, if it keeps going, and, and if uh, Monty Williams, like if 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 we if we, if we see what we did before or like what, what they've done before, and kind of use that to kind of extrapolate, then I say yes. But it, it, if they don't make it, it's only down to underperforming. I think if they play to at least a standard level that they are known to play at, I don't think there is a team in this in this um, in, the, in the in the Western Conference right now that's better than them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I this team's been super impressive. Yeah, there's they weren't my uh original pick. My original pick was the Lakers to make it out of the West. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm I'm all on board with the Suns right now. That's and that's a great story for them too. Like you knock out the defending champs and then you go on there and you slap like let's say a Clippers or a, a Jazz, and then you go and you know, whatever you do to Brooklyn. I don't know what you do, but you know, if they beat Brooklyn, that's that's a, that's an amazing story for Phoenix. Even though they don't. Oh, if you win a game against Brooklyn in the finals, that's an amazing story <laughs> for Phoenix. Yeah, but here's the thing: if, if James Harden is not healthy for this entire playoffs, I potentially believe that the Phoenix Suns could beat the Brooklyn Nets. I think they could find them out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not maybe. It's, 
like it's I would say it's going to seven, but it, I think potentially they have the opportunity to do that, especially within Arizona. That that arena was popping. Yeah, it was. It was. I don't know. There's just something about the Nets. Like they just have a lot of size and a lot of speed that I'm just like, oh, I don't know. But anyway, I mean, I wouldn't I certainly wouldn't call it a sweep. I'll say that. Like if it's Suns Nets in the finals, I would pick the Suns to maybe get two games. Yeah. Which is from me is a compliment. Like (laughs) (laughs) that's a compliment for me. But um, it's just just something about that Aiton, like, I don't know, he just shoots so well in and around the key that I think he would put so much pressure on Blake Griffin or whoever asked it because, like, they can't go small ball anymore. They don't have Jeff Green. Um, Like, what's his name? Nick Claxton is going to get work from like, if, if Aiton's given, uh, what's his name? Um, Drummond and also uh, Anthony Davis the work. I just can't imagine anyone else kind of stopping him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, let's talk about Denver um, because we've got Denver Phoenix coming up. Uh, so obviously, I'm picking Phoenix to win this series, but I've been super impressed with Denver as well. I, I do fear that this might be the moment where not having Jamal Murray might catch up to them finally but they've been really impressive without him and i think Jokic is going to go off in this series yeah yeah i think yeah this is yeah you know to your point about changing of the guards like yeah Jokic becoming that just like all around just amazing player who can will a team to win i think that's the difference between like superstars and like mega superstars like that upper echelon mm-hmm, like he mm-hmm. can actually will a team to win and it was great kind of watching him play this series out yeah i kind of had i, I think i'm like yeah i going into that last year i was like oh man portland like has an opportunity here and you know portland did portland things and yeah didn't, didn't kind of uh capitalize but yeah this is the series that jamal murray's presence is definitely going to be missed i think uh, having just somebody there i know compass has been having a great time and um is it morris monte morris as well they've been kind of having some like inst- uh, good shooting nights and there's one more player double zero i don't know what's his name but um there, there, there has been some really good young uh backcourt kind of options for uh denver nuggets but uh yeah i think this is going to be an interesting one to watch i'm excited yeah for, to watch i mean they've gotten incredible Incredible minutes from guys like Austin Rivers. Mm-hmm. Like, who knew? Yeah. <laughs> like, or even Aaron Gordon's been a really good fit there. Like, I, I just think like their supporting cast is really strong. And honestly, like, you know, depending on how this team looks next season and how Jamal Murray looks when he's finally back, I might pick this team to win it all next year mm. because they they are that good. They yeah. really, really are that good. Um, if they can stay healthy. But yeah, I just don't think it'll be enough to beat the Suns because I'm really, really impressed with the Suns. Yeah, I think before Murray went down, I, um, Denver was my sneaky team to win it all. I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yes, they, they, they're uh, one of the few teams that have performed well last season and kind of came back with that same kind of like energy. And I was like, all right, then this 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 might be it because they're a little bit better, you know, and you have an MVP style season coming from Jokic. This could be it. And then when you went down, I was like, do they have enough? Do they, if it, you know, it, it, it would all mm-hmm. come down to that kind of missing piece of Jamal Murray and how well everyone kind of steps up. I remember like when the news cycle happened or what the news cycle was like when Jamal Murray went down and it honestly felt like a death. It felt like an absolute death. And it was just such a weird, eerie feeling, like very like similar to like when Clay Thompson went down again, because we were like, okay, this probably is the end of the Warriors. But like, 
but it hasn't been the end for them at all. And I just feel like they deserve all the credit and definitely Jokic for MVP in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I get that. Like when you lose that like integral kind of cog or piece to like a well-oiled machine, you're just like, well, can this machine even run anymore? Like, and so, so far it can, it can roll right over the Portland uh, Trailblazers, but uh, can it, I don't know how far I can take them, but well, you know, either way, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for them for, you know, next season. Mm-hmm. We should talk a little bit about we should talk a little bit about Portland um, because, yes, they lost again and they fired their coach, Terry Stotts. I almost like I almost called him tater tots and I'm like, <laughs> I can't believe no one's called him tater tots this That's whole time. That's a great insult to just yell at the badge. Hey, tater tots, you're getting fired. <laughs> How has nobody what? called Terry yeah. Stotts Tater Tots this whole time? That's, so um, that's what this show's for. It's to <laughs> let you know that we could have heckled him and called him Tater Tots, uh, but we didn't. Um, I, I, I like the future in Portland doesn't look good to me at all. Like I think they're yeah. gonna blow this team up. I think Damian Lillard's gonna is gonna leave. I think he's realized there's no virtue and staying anymore because he wanted to be that guy and it's just I don't know like I think Portland's always going to love him no matter what like he'll never be a villain and I think he's going to leave I don't know what I haven't looked into his contract situation but I mean he's the kind of guy where like if he demands a trade he demands a trade and I think they'd honor it yeah it's um yeah I don't know yeah I don't know what is is, he's not signing anywhere right like it's just kind of like a kind of a trade situation right so yeah, well, we can look that up while we're we're talking, and I'll, I'll let it out the dead air. See, if I was a real pro, I would have done this research. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's signed until like twenty twenty four. Oh really? Fifty million dollar contract uh, to the end of it. So yeah, that's yeah. So he's got like yeah a large chunk of money uh, on his thing, and he's also got a player option. So it's going to be interesting to see how you can move that. Um, I don't think you move that for anything less than a top three pick and something something big, you know, like an, an Amani Bates or even like a Jalen Suggs or something like that or Cade Cunningham, like starting your franchise completely fresh and kind of starting over. Yeah, is probably the way to go. Terry Stott's got to go. Uh, you have Norman Powell. I think you should give him some money, too, as well. And if you're going to trade away a contract that big of, uh, of uh, Damian Lillard and also see what you get for CJ, because I just I don't know. Uh, the dynamic between the two of them, it just never really made sense for me. I think you had two primary ball handlers Too on the similar. same team. It, which is, yeah, they were just kind of redundancies that I just didn't understand. Um, yeah, seeing someone Dame with like a, a Jokic or even like a Luka, to be honest. Like, even though I, I I don't know. I don't think Luka can play off the ball. I Just kind of watching him shoot struggles uh, from the free throw line and just bot up shots. I'm like, wait a minute. Does he need to co- always be moving to score? So I'm like... Uh, I might, hmm. might take that away, but those just just another player who has the, like the intensity that kind of he has and like a, the consistency that Dame has because Dame put on a show that game where he dropped what 10 three pointers. Oh my god! Oof. Well, that ga- that game was crazy too because I thought that so called foul at the end of regulation Ooh. was not a foul at all. Like I was like like I wasn't even rooting for Denver, and I was like, this is bullshit. Like this yeah. is this is shady this is rigged like but then we got the epic like double overtime and all was well in the world by the end but i was just like what the hell is this yeah i was pretty upset for denver when that happened but yeah i mean that was an incredible game that's the thing with damian lillard like he's healthy and he's in his prime so 
I think like you definitely want to make that investment. Um, I don't know who they trade for, but, or who would, okay, here's the better question. Who do you want to see Dame with? Um, I want to see him with the perimeter big who can also pass. So I think you'll pitch, but Jamal Murray's there. Jamal Murray's there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. This, I, I, I was floating the Luca thing earlier, but I don't think that works anymore. Um, Giannis is kind of locked in there with uh, Milwaukee. So I don't see that. It's to be honest, you know, here, I'm, I'm going to say it, put him, put him on the Lakers, get him on the Lakers somehow, some, some way, get him with LeBron and AD, figure that out you know, toss Drummond aside. Cause I don't think, you know, this league's kind of leagues, the league has left him. Um, and just, yeah, figure out what you got to do with those kind of players. Cause I think if you have LeBron 80 and, and Dame on your team, that's, that's deadly. That is absolutely deadly. You're absolutely right. And I think like if the Lakers don't go into the luxury tax to get someone like Damian Lillard, they're just stupid. Yeah. They're stupid and they've ruined the last few years of LeBron's <laughs> career, yeah. even though they, he got one championship <laughs> with them. I'll still consider it a bust. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. That's the pick. And I really think like Portland should kind of start. I mean, I'm not a, a tanking person, but I do think they need to kind of start over and start fresh with Norm. Like, yes, they should sign Norm, but why would Norm sign with them? Yeah. Like if this is the end of an era, like that doesn't make sense to me as a move for Norm. Well, I don't I don't know what Norm wants in his career cuz like, you know, it's weird to kind of tantalize a championship to a player who's already kind of won one who wasn't like a I need a championship to solidify my career. Like you have a chip. He's tasted it. He can just kind of coast now and just make as much money as possible and ball out if he wants to. And I yeah. think that could be something that could be enticing. So if, if, if I'm Norman Powell, you throw me a lot of money, you give me uh, some young stars that eventually are going to get to their to their spot. I'm still kind of young. I can shoot as many times as I want these past couple of these next couple of seasons. I can do whatever I want. You know, um, I already have a fan base that's kind of already behind me. Why not? You know, why not? Mm-hmm. I already kind of moved my stuff here. I don't want to move it again. Uh, but yeah, I can see him just like, yeah, just putting up 20, 23 points a game or whatever, he, whatever he can find as his average. Just, I feel like the, as, when, it, when it came to the Raptors or when it came to Portland, there was kind of limiters into how many games or how many touches he can get per game. And I think now if Dame and CJ are gone, why not give him as many shots as he wants and help set up the, the future for another player? Yeah, I mean... Uh, that's an interesting point. I, I'm more inclined to want Norm on another championship team, but I, I see your point. Like it does limit his touches, but I think that's who he is on a championship team. Yeah. Well, so that's yeah. The, it, yeah. It's just like Harrison Barnes, like Harrison Barnes just kind of went like, no, I'm just going to ball on the Kings and just make a lot of money. It's like, yeah, you were, you're part of something extremely great and like rare, mm. but he just kind of faded out. Like we never kind of saw the next steps of evolution of Harrison Barnes because he was just like no I'm just gonna shoot as many things whatever I can over here and do what I want and just just Harrison Barnes out you know so um yeah I just kind of see that kind of similar kind of areas from those two kind of players because like I thought Harrison Barnes was like oh he's gonna be the next Danny Granger or the next like I don't know perimeter uh three man who's got that size and also just got that champion like that kind of I want to win pedigree but he kind of just like you know did what he did and floated around so yeah I mean that's it that's a good point. I, I just, I don't know. Like, 
Norm being one of the main players on a Portland team that's like 12th in the West is just not the fate that I want for him. Yeah, same. No, I want I want great things for him, but I also kind of like I do want him to get paid. I want him to make as much money as he is he possibly he can. He would and you know what? He would be great on Dallas. Yes. Yes, he would. Yeah. Two ways, both ways gives you yeah. that effort. Yeah. That and they need it, they need him. Yeah. They are so silly to let Seth Curry go. I don't know. I don't understand people not like like selling high on Seth Curry. I don't get it. Every time I play yeah. 2K, I put Seth Curry on my team. He just has <laughs> so good at three-point shots and his stats are behind that are, are scary. Like he put him like, like he led the league in like field goal percentage. Like why wouldn't you add that to your team? Doc Rivers was smart to, or yeah, to, to, to kind of snag him and bring him over to, uh, to, to Philly because like, yeah, that was the difference. They needed more three-point shooters. Get a three-point shooter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like yeah, I mean, I mean, this feels like a good time to segue into Dallas Clippers, which just ended oh. last night where we're recording this on a Monday. Yeah. RIP for us because <laughs> we're <laughs> biased Raptors fans. Um, the 48 hours that we got gloating about the Clippers demise <laughs> was definitely nice while it lasted. Um, I definitely relished in all the glory that 48 hours could give me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kawhi came back. He became the robot. I, I mean, it's weird to me to be called a robot and then just be like, yeah, that's people complimenting me. I'm a robot. Like, <laughs> I would never yeah. want to be no emotion. To I just do things. No emotion. I'm just a machine that shoots <laughs> basketballs. Like yeah. I would never want to be referred to as that. Like ever. Like oh my god. Um, but yeah, he. You know, like give credit where credits due. He had a really great. Well, especially the last two games, he was just on fire. Yeah. I absolutely despise. Um, the cardboard cutout fans like it just makes the Clippers even more unlikable that they do that. <laughs> it's like it's like they can't have real fans like they have to pay like wannabe actors in the LA area to just pose as these fans and cardboard cutout form like that's what I imagine like in my mind in my fantasy it was like they hired a bunch of extras Yes, the to most... do these photo shoots because there were no real Clipper fans lining up to be a part of this. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, it's like the most expensive game of Guess Who. They just had all these little cutouts these want to knock over. But I, here's the thing. With Clippers fans and Nets fans, I, I side-eye them. This is like a revelation that I kind of had kind of watching some like videos of uh, some other people. But I was like, you know what? I don't think you like I just you're if you're a Clipper fan or a Brooklyn Net fan and you live in LA and New York I don't respect you that much this <laughs> is I just don't I just can't unless you were like Clipper Daryl and you're like oh I'm riding with the Clippers by all means if you're Clipper Daryl fine but if you're like this new one who just kind of jumped on when you have yeah, a, an yeah. already historical franchise right beside you like if Etobicoke got the Charlotte Hornets and people are wearing like Etobicoke Hornets jerseys would you respect those people no. no right it would be like no the Raptors are right there they probably you... have like a matching Ford Nation hat to go oh with my God. it would just be the worst it's it like be... Ford Nation hats and turquoise all of a sudden like what what this is the team this is Toronto's team and you're like no get out of here I don't want to where's share my it. barbecue where's my barbecue <laughs> restaurant yeah fuck this man Bar- barbecue for freedom out here is what we do it's <laughs> Couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. They'd be the worst fans ever. So that's how I kind of think. I'm like, the Clippers fans must be the worst fans ever. The Nets fans must be the worst fans ever. I just, I don't know. We're on the same page. I mean, if those two end up in the finals, it will be the the most unlikable NBA finals of all time. 
I just like don't without think I, without like it's not even close. I don't think it's I can watch close. That. The most unlikable. I might just like have it on mute in the background yeah. while I'm doing something else. Yeah, there's but I, I won't yeah. but I won't be engaged. I won't be riveted. Yeah, there's no way I can tune into that. I think I'm, I'm like so to my point earlier, I'm gonna be watching those YouTube highlights just like, oh, nine minutes, I'll watch this condensed version of this game. Like I just I just can't yeah. invest myself or my energy into watching the Clippers and the Nets play. I just oh just just hate both those teams right now. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't have a ton of fans either. Like I know we're like obviously biased Raptors fans, but there's not a ton of people like rooting for either one of those fan bases like they're not uh, gonna have like yeah there is like that that online kind of fandom where it's like all the people who vote or voted uh for rooting for like the uh <laughs> the warriors you know like that kind of like following that energy of just like i'm gonna root for the team that's the best right now and that's just the way i kind of choose oh. my kind of uh my my fandom and i'm like i just i just don't want to see that yeah. Even though there it's won't good be, for the sport. there won't be two million people at the parade. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the parades are going to be pretty shoddy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, now we're facing like Clippers Jazz, and a lot of people are picking Clippers in this series. And I don't know, like I, I have been a big believer in the Jazz all year, and I think that they remind me of the Raptors as yes. that like really good team that doesn't get the like, get the national spotlight. Nobody's really watching the games. Uh, I think I was complaining about this last episode or the one before about how Ben Simmons gets all this attention for being this amazing defensive player. Meanwhile, there's Rudy Gobert, and I think he's won two defensive players of the year and possibly a third this year. Like, he... I mean, why is everybody constantly praising Ben Simmons as the best defensive player in the league when Rudy Gobert is right there? Yeah, Rudy Gobert, like he changes players or the, the momentum of the game and like people's mentality is like, I'm not going to drive because there's that giant person who's for sure going to try to block everything that I kind of go in there. And I think, yeah, I think people kind of forget that. Like, I think there, like, there was that like Kevin Durant thing where it's like, nobody's afraid of Rudy Gobert. No one's afraid of, like, I get that. Like, lateral foot speed, he doesn't necessarily have it. But, like, he is, you can't say that he's not changing the dynamic of the game. You can't say mm-hmm, that. He's mm-hmm, grabbing boards. Mm-hmm. He's, he's putting pressure on you. Uh, players have a sense of, like, oh, there is there is something about, there's a goalie. There's essentially a goalie on the other team. That's what Rudy Gobert kind of is. And I think that kind of, I, I think, I think people are also bored. I think they're bored of kind of giving the de- defensive player of the year to Rudy Gobert. So they're like, we need to talk about somebody else. Who else is out there? Mm. And I think Ben Simmons is now the kind of uh, the chosen one, as, as to say, about uh, defensive player of the year, the more sexy option, you know? Yeah, he's a bit more. He, I mean, he's more Hollywood, right? But like, yeah. I, I just feel like the Utah Jazz are so underrated for the amount of adversity they've overcome. And I actually think like Quinn Snyder should win coach of the year, even though Monty, Monty Williams. Yeah. Almost called him Monty Scott, which is a <laughs> local comedian. <laughs> shout out on the pod. Shout out to Monty Scott. <laughs> Scarborough's finest, baby. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he'll appreciate that very much. Um, 
Yeah, like I think it's gonna go to Monty Williams if it hasn't already. No, they haven't announced it yet. But yeah. like I think Quinn Snyder deserves it because think about it. Like, think about how much they went through when COVID hit. Like Rudy Gobert had that like really terrible viral moment. And like honestly, like when people look back at the history of that, they're probably gonna show that clip like of him like touching all the mics and not giving a shit. And then like Donovan Mitchell got it, and then those two weren't even talking for a while, yeah. and then they came around uh in the bubble they got back you know they they put their differences aside lose in the first round and then they come back this season have the best record in the league donovan mitchell was injured for the last few weeks of the season didn't slow them down one bit and they basically would have swept the grizzlies if donovan wasn't injured that first game so i mean this team is freaking good and i think like when you're that good when you've lost in the playoffs before when you've overcome adversity in a way i haven't seen I mean, yes, the Clippers came out of this series, so I guess you can consider that overcoming adversity, but I don't know. Like they just remind me of the Raptors, like knocking on that door, knocking on that door, getting knocked down, coming back up harder than ever. I, I just, there's something about this team. Yeah. It, I, it's funny enough that you called them like kind of the rap, the Raptors of the West, but cause um, uh, I, we, we had Amir Blumenfeld on the pod and we, I wanted to know the perspective of the Raptors outside of toronto because like i feel like mm. we have our bubble and we talk about it for sure so it's hard to kind of get grasp like how does the rest of the league and he's like yeah they're very much like the utah jazz and i was like wow that's such a great like uh at first i was like no but i was like oh yeah no that makes perfect sense and yeah just having that next man up kind of style where it's like mm-hmm. you could like everyone comes like even though like the like you know to injuries of, of donovan mitchell like I think someone just steps up and like they they score by committee and the ball has no real agenda. The only agenda the ball has is like it's got to go in the net. It doesn't matter who it's coming from. The ball movement looks mm-hmm. very much like the soccer game. And, you know, so shout out to Quinn Snyder for uh, for kind of setting that up and implementing that over this last season. Yeah. But for coach of the year, I don't know. I'm, I'm honestly OK with Tibbs, Monty Williams and Quinn. All three of them. You're and OK with Tibbs winning? I'm OK with Tibbs. I feel like just what did what did we think the the, the knicks were going to do this season okay absolutely fair, nothing fair, like fair. i thought that was hor- that 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 roster i was like oh, uh, no fine. i'm just a, i'm just a biased new york hater i i just think i just i'm okay with throwing them a bone because i'm like whatever like it's just like you're not gonna do like you're not they gonna be a real coach problem. of the year it's like this guy's the greatest coach that ever lived who the hell passed on this guy he is the you know like oh my god i can't, I can't. <laughs> Derek rose mvp like oh get the fuck out of here i can't stand it <laughs> it, you know what you haven't tell, told one untrue thing at all, at all. Like, everything you said was factual i'm not even gonna disagree with you at all everything you said i'm not like that's all true they're just they're very annoying and obnoxious thank but it's you, thank it's just you. like but it's i i i um but but back to like to to to, to utah yeah I, I i think um yeah they're just not giving the same amount of love uh, that most teams will because it's like yeah once again it's the Utah Jazz no it's a very unsexy kind of place it's a very unsexy kind of uh, first off the name uh, and also just like the yeah. kind of like yeah Mormon jazz players that doesn't sound sexy <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well just, I mean it's funny that they're called the Jazz right because it's obviously like yeah, that was New Orleans from way yeah. back when 
They so it's just... like the, the fact that they did that is so stupid. I mean, there's no grizzlies in Memphis. So there's no lakes <laughs> in LA. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But uh, I don't know why yeah. people don't just change that. I'm, I'm totally okay with the new brand name. Like with like with the Oklahoma City Thunder. They did it right. They mm-hmm. did it right. Yeah, no supersonics in Oklahoma. They don't understand that. Yeah. But, uh, but <laughs> I mean, that's such an off season, like evergreen podcast episode, just the names <laughs> of teams. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, like, of course, like, it's hard because I'm so biased against the Clippers that it's hard for me to look at this with a clear lens, but I do really believe in this Utah jazz team. And I think a lot of people who are picking the Clippers have not watched the jazz a lot this year. Yeah, I think it's definitely a little bit of that where they're just like completely just like, no, you don't understand. This team is for real. Like, that's not just an accident. It's not a Atlanta Hawks first place, 64 wins, four yes. starters on the all-star. It's not that. It's completely different. This is a solid team, well-coached, well-oiled machine. And they have a, a budding superstar in Donovan Mitchell, which I think is he's very good. I think he's very good. I think he's a little overrated compared Ooh. to I think he I think the all the love and praise that Donovan Mitchell gets should be going to Devin Booker. I've been saying this for a very long time. I'm always bringing up the comparisons between the two. I feel like it's a a Chris Paul uh Darren Williams kind of rivalry. Hopefully it, mm. it ends better where they're both great. Um but I don't know. Uh, that's a bit that's kind of I don't know. I think Donovan Mitchell might be better than Darren Williams. See, yeah, yeah. That I, I will preach the opposite. I think Devin Booker wow. is a solid player. I think the, the one thing wow. Donovan Mitchell is he's he's a sexier player. I think he plays a very sexy kind of game where the big dunks, the flashy stuff, but like his shooting percentages, like a lot of times, I don't just I just I just don't trust him a lot of times. I think he just puts up a lot and then he gets a lot in because he shot a lot. And I think sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't work for him. And I think we saw a lot of that kind of failure last season. But I think this is a new Mitchell. I definitely think that he's definitely improved and uh, th- uh, tightened some things here and there. But uh, I'm just always going to go Booker over him. That's just, I don't know, just how I, my, my, my coding goes with that. But uh, I, I definitely think that the, the Clipper, for the Clippers to beat the Jazz, uh, the same way how those last two games where the other people picked up, like uh, Marcus Morris, um reggie jackson had to have like a a, a seven straight bucket like first quarter like i think all that needs to happen in order to happen i don't think that can happen again i think uh a a better defensive team can shut that down and i don't Mm -hmm. think dev dallas played any defense i know they had that two three zone and that was kind of cute and fun but giving your opponent (laughs) 43 point shots or opportunities is not Mm -hmm. the best And, and not even rebound the ball afterwards like they did get a couple rebounds but like it was just sad to kind of see a poor Zingas out there just not grabbing boards like uh, and like bogey or Boban get like nine in like three quarters. I'm like, you should have more. You're in the you're in the center of a two, three zone. That's that's rebound central. You should be getting all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I my money's on the jazz. I think the jazz are probably going to beat them in six or something like that. Is Porzingis and Bargnani the same person? Um, No, here's why. <laughs> Bargnani is better. I think Bargnani. <laughs> I think Bargnani played within this era. The amount of three-point shots that he's allowed to take, the same amount as Porzingis. I think Bargnani putting up better points. Yeah, I mean, if he was in this era, he would have been a better player. I think because he could shoot the ball. It's just that we were like, "Why are you shooting? Don't shoot. Go in the ring and get like the rebounds." But now we're like, "Oh yeah, you could do that now. It's different." Dirk revolutionized the game. Go out, go perimeter. Don't grab a board, mm, but just be mm. like, just get a whole bunch of pick and pops. You know, sit in a corner and do your thing. Because like, yeah, I think, yeah, if he if he had more opportunities, I think he would. Because he averaged like what, like 15, 17 a game or eighteen. I think like the most guy was like twenty points a game with us. And I think if 
if he had the lid just or the the freedom to shoot as many more, we had more opportunity or more uh, possessions. Oof, I think he'd get like two, three more a game. So mm-hmm. potentially thirty points a game. So <laughs> I'm gonna roll that back. But still, I think he would be doing great. I think I I'm inclined to agree with you, but I do believe that like maybe like ten years from now, when Porzingis is no longer playing, his Instagram bio might just say DJ and influencer. <laughs> I love his Instagram. It's the cutest thing. He's just like living his life. Just I'm like, oh yeah. I, I sometimes I scroll by and I forget that he's a professional athlete. I'm like, who am I following? Oh, this is just <laughs> living his second best life. Like he's just no references to bat. Like, you know, ex players are like posting pictures of like the old days or like this oh, team. I'm really none. supporting. He's just like, no, none. I am just no eat like eating well on beauty of like the Amalfi coast in Italy, just enjoying my best life, just doing it up. So yeah, I'm happy for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, Basketball was a piece of me. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That was just a phase. It was just a phase. Mm. Um, yeah. I am also, I I've got the jazz out of this, but I mean, I picked the jazz in six as well. Um, I'm a little nervous about the pick. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm really worried that Kawhi is actually going to be a great player again. <laughs> yeah. What do you have like 63% field goal percentage from that yeah. like, series or something like that? Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's going to take that and Paul George once again, which Paul George did step up. We got four more points to last season uh, in, the, in that first round. Uh, but I just, the others, the others. And I think what they saw with Zubach and the fact that he cannot defend that pick and roll uh, a, a player, like a, a Mike Conley Jr. or Donovan Mitchell will fuck that up. They will go out yeah, there and they yeah. will eat, they'll eat food. So you can't have Zubach out there. And if you can't have Zubach out there, then what are you going to do when Rudy Gobert's up there grabbing rebounds? So Rudy Gobert is going to do what uh, Boban and uh, Kate uh, Porzingis couldn't do and grab more than 10 rebounds. So it's yeah. going to be wild. Thank you. Thank you for reassuring me. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Here to help. <laughs> Um, yeah. So usually at this point in the podcast, we would have our Raptors Homer moment, but like, there's literally no Raptors news at all to report. They are truly there's, golfing. There's a little bit. You have a little, a I little, asked you if you had a little yeah, to share. Yeah. So Rachel Nichols was talking about Kawhi Leonard and how great he was. And then she uh, talked about that conversation. Yeah. With Nick nurse or Nick nurse was like, you know, when we're running with Kawhi, there were these different plays that we kind of had. And like, we wanted everyone to kind of score, but the players were going back to him. Like we want to run this specific play that just kind of like, kind of like a pick and roll or a screen and thing for, for Kawhi Leonard to have him shoot at as many points or a score or a score as many times as he possibly can. And a part of me was like, don't say that out loud. Don't, it's going to reassure or re, re, uh, mm. uh, re, reassure people that Kawhi Leonard carried the team and the Raptors didn't want to score when it was just feeding the hot hand. Like there's a nuance to it. So, I don't know that Rachel Nichols moment. I was just like, don't that's, that's, that's a, that's inside of the house voice. Like keep that in, keep that indoors. Like don't tell, don't tell the public what, that. Was that on the, like on the jump this week? Uh, no, that was, she, she reported that uh, from the sidelines during the green game, game seven last night. Oh, okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. But I, I think, did some I think grocery it, shopping during the middle of game seven <laughs> and then came back for the very end. Did it, did it miss anything? That was the most disappointing game seven from yeah. a, a hater standpoint. I was like, oh my God, they're shooting out the, the gym already. And then, oh. Yeah. Wow. That's super. I mean, shout out to Rachel Nichols, hair icon. Um, <laughs> hair I absolutely love her hair. Um, 
Yeah, I, that is kind of funny. I do wish that maybe he, he didn't say that, but I feel like Nick Nurse is a bit more open about sharing what he yeah. did with Kawhi now because it's like it's done, it's in the past, yeah. and it doesn't give away what they're running now, whatever they're running. I mean, I'm trying not to be worried about the Raptors' future, but of course, I run on hey, worried feelings. We're gonna, get, we're gonna get Cade Cunningham, everything's gonna be okay. I got yes. Kate Cunningham in my 2K game. I traded for Clay Thompson and now I have Kate Cunningham. So I just kind of oh. started a whole new kind of fresh roster. Good for you. Good for yeah. you. Welcoming the new era. Yeah. I uh, I mean, earlier this week, there was like Maasai rumors, like somebody in a fake Twitter account tweeted that he's staying and people went nuts. I had a shout out to Leonard Chan messaged me at one in the morning and was like, did you see this? And it's a fake fucking tweet from a fake Masai Ujiri account saying I'm staying and I'm like this is clearly not Masai I'm like it's not even verified it's not even a verified account he doesn't have Twitter this isn't how Masai rolls and he's like but it still could be true and I'm like that doesn't make sense go to bed go to bed and also yeah shout out uh, leonard uh i i, I love i've love for him but I, I i'm just gonna say this every raptor fan who fell for that wh- why come on why we're, you're not a, con- come on you're like are you a fan are you a fan are you paying attention like me like i know like, like if my mom fell for that i understand she's not computer savvy she doesn't understand that people with four thousand yeah. followers yeah. and no verification probably not messiah jari so but like for the young people and people using the twitter i'm like come on come on i saw so many people reshare that and i was just raptors like, twitter raptors like, twitter like, come on oh, like don't i mean i know off- you need i know you need the likes i know you need the hits and it's been a minute but like come <laughs> on, raptors yeah you gotta, you gotta just we gotta do better we gotta and you know and, and shame on that person to create that and do that. That, that, that was not funny. All right. Get I out of here. Know. Get out of the house. I know it's hard. Just get out of the house. Go for a walk. You yeah. know, um, Alan, let's, <laughs> let's wrap this up with what I'm doing as a new, really sad attempt to hang on to the hot girl summer. Nick nurse highlight of the week <laughs> is that <laughs> I am now doing throwbacks hey. and asking each guest, what is your favorite Nick nurse moment? Okay. Oh, so I'm going to go back. Um, I guess the Tampa Bay days don't count at all. We just we just pretend they never existed. I mean, right? if it's your favorite, but you got to really you got to justify I, that one pretty hard. <laughs> I did enjoy the funky suits uh, that he kind of mm-hmm. had going on there. That was interesting. I don't know. I still got to go with guitar, Nick Nurse. That's always the funniest. I, I love yeah. a good just like got a guitar on your back. Like it says so much. It says words that you don't need to say. It says like, listen. I know I could carry this any other way and somebody else can hold it, but I want you to know that I can play guitar. I can strum a, a good uh, tune here and there and I can play out at any point in time and bust out at a party. And I would love that. I would love that if I had a party uh, in 2022 and Nick Nurse showed up with his guitar and was like, let me just play a little ditty for everybody. I'd be like, yes, this is a night. That, this is something we're all going to be talking <laughs> be about so for weeks and years to come. So I, I think uh, guitar Nick Nurse coming into the airport with uh, holding his uh, guitar. I mean, really, Nick Nurse needs to get on Cameo, right? <laughs> how many? How many would you sign up for? <laughs> we already know there's one, but I want to know after that one. <laughs> many... I mean, this is the thing. I can't sign up to Cameo. Like somebody no. has to gift it to me. But imagine you... I'm like messaging people, being like, "I will transfer you money to gift a Nick Nurse Cameo." <laughs> 
Just do it. He's like, wow, this girl has a lot of friends who want me to talk to her. Maybe I should just like follow her on Instagram and Twitter. I think that's what I should do. That's what. Yeah. Nick- yeah. Let me let me look at this girl's Instagram profile. Oh, she follows my wife. That's yeah. interesting. Like, you know what? She's I don't. Right. I don't. I don't. You know? <laughs> I don't. Just watching the moves is like, yo, when you what you slipping, I'm gonna catch up and get up in there. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe one day, maybe one day he can join Cameo and then just like special request, please wear a suit. Yeah, you know, we just want to see you in your nice in your nice suits, in your, you know, I miss the glasses. Mm. I miss is, the glasses. Is it is it is it too much just like uh divorced dad kind of like I, I got a fresh new start to my life I got the new car like I'm you know don't need the glasses kind of thing is that what it kind of yeah feels and like, just or... a, a black tracksuit every day come yeah. on come <laughs> it's on. like it's, it's like Eric Spolscher when Eric Spolscher realized he was hot shit for a bit he's like wait a minute I'm I'm, I'm the hot guy out here I'm, I'm gonna do my thing out here so I feel like that kind of my like I feel like he got unbuttoned a little bit more after yeah. those chips he was like wait a minute let me just yeah me just he did out. he did also too like quinn snyder has a bit of a chip on his shoulder too and like he really looks like a like a godfather like, movie extra for sure he but like he also like guy. he wears really tight shirts and like that guy probably has abs like he's very fit yeah i feel like he works i'm not to, attracted like, no to him but it's like hard not to notice that he's very fit for a coach you don't find you don't find him attractive quinn snyder quinn snyder yeah. No, he doesn't really do it for me. Mm, interesting. Yeah, because yeah, he's kind of got that like uh like bad guy in the mask type like energy where it's just like, oh, I'm a little afraid. Yeah, of you, I'm more you know? I'm more of a tater tots kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> that should be his fan base now, the tater tots. <laughs> Terry Stotts tater tots, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that, would, that should be his stand account, the tater tots. I think that's gonna be my 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 name on the next fantasy league. I gotta do that. Terry Stotts tater tots. Like <laughs> We should be hitting up McCain. They should be hitting him up. We oh, gotta like man. get these these people in the same room together. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, he should be doing at least local ads for Tater Tots in Portland. <laughs> I feel like that would go over really well. But <laughs> we should wrap this up. <laughs> Just shoots them into some some ketchup, you know. Some oh my god, stuff. that's actually such a good commercial. That would be a great commercial for a basketball person advertising Tater Tots. <laughs> Dunk them in your favorite sauce. Tater, uh, Terry Tots, Tater Tots. Ah, it's not even hard to say quickly. <laughs> Come on, you're losing out on the audition. Anyway. Uh, Alan, so great to see you and chat with you. Uh, where can we find you on the internet? Yes. Um, first, I've got to say, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, always have fun on the spot. Um, yeah, you can find me at uh, the Alan Shane on Twitter, Alan Shane on Instagram, and Shoeless Lewis on Twitch. If you guys like to watch people play video games, I've told you all about my 2K season. If you want to see me uh, just obliterate the entire league with a 29 and 0 season with the the Raptors, come check me out. Um, also, uh, yeah, um, uh, also run a basketball podcast called uh, Below the Hardwood. So check that out uh, wherever podcasts are. So yeah, that's where you can find. Me. Awesome, thanks, Alan. From me, been past plus late I said I can't hear you, but I don't know what you say.